welcome in to a highly anticipated edition of Kentucky Thrones Radio. I'm Nick Roush with TJ Walker, here to talk about a fiery fifth episode of Season 8 of Game of Thrones, The Bells. Um, But before we do that, we want to tell you that this podcast is brought to you by our friends at Brownfield and DeFour. Brownfield DeFour is a law firm. They're based out of Louisville, Kentucky, and they're personal injury lawyers that can do cases on either side of the Ohio River. They can go in Indiana or in Kentucky and can handle any injury case, whether you're in a car accident, slip and fall, whatever it may be, you can call Brownfield DeFour at 502-458-5222 or visit their website at bdlawky.com. If you or a loved one needs a free consultation from a personal injury attorney, they'll help you out. They're good friends of the program. They've helped us get rolling through this eighth and epic final season of Game of Thrones, and we couldn't be more appreciative of our friends at Brownfield DeVore. Yeah, we, uh, we, we thank them a lot. This is a podcast that gets really good numbers. Mm-hmm. Not to go all Donald Trump on the, on the podcast. Huge. Yeah. I've really, the numbers are, when Nick has told me them, they're unbelievable. You people are crazy. Um, they're, they're, they're special, and they have been the only people to hop on board with this podcast. So Smart we lo- people. We love them the most, and the, the, the rest of you all are dead to us. <laughs> <laughs> um, but speaking of dead, there's a lot of dead people we're going to talk about today. And I, I think the reason why today is going to be such a fun episode is because for the first time in a, ever, I, I left a Game of Thrones episode mad. There's been times when I've just been shocked and like upset. Burned down Louisville mad or? I was legitimately fuming. And yeah, so yeah, I was Daenerys Targaryen mad. I was very just angry with how the episode went. Um, TJ, on the other hand, was not. And I think we both have our different reasons. And I have a feeling we will eventually agree to meet at some point in the middle. But I, I want to start at probably the most. And, and I. I, sh- I know I shouldn't nitpick because we've like there's been it's been easy to nitpick this season. But I, I think the thing about Game of Thrones, TJ, that most upsets me about this season is that this show has been so good that we were able to t- make a podcast out of it. We do a radio show every day, and part of that is because we got started podcasting about Game of Thrones because sure. it was so good, the layers, the levels to it. And now, as as my buddy Sam points out. It's like a freaking Michael Bay movie. Like, if there's not just explosions everywhere, then th- th- there's nothing. And that's really all they've given us this season. And I felt like... That's just so not true. Nah. That's the thing. It's like Game of Thrones just couldn't win this season. And, and, and maybe it couldn't win because it was only six episodes and we knew things were going to be rushed. But, like, Nick, you just said that you've been disappointed with the season because there's been too many explosions. I mean, listen to, like, the, the no. nitpickiness of two... And, and I had a good... One of my best friends, he was like, I hated the episode. I was like, well, why'd you hate it? It, all it was was buildings falling down and fires. I was like, if, no. that, if that's what you take away from that episode, then that's on you for not paying attention. Yeah, and, and there, there's obviously, like, uh, we're going to get into the weeds with it, um, obviously. But the part that, um, the kind of, the, the lack of nuance, I think, is the, the, the right way to put it. Because as you, if you all listened to the podcast last week, I know it came out a little bit later, but it was extra long. Uh, we tried to give you all a little extra juice to squeeze. But I was hopeful that after an episode that many people were upset with that they would redeem themselves with the bells for some they did for others i was like this is going to be an epic battle they've evened it out it's it's going to be some kind of crazy because they're chasing cersei around they're also battling inside and out and 
No, that that, that wasn't what happened. Um, I, we'll get to the stuff that happened, the buildup before, but the the battle at King's Landing, it wasn't a battle. It was one dragon just burning everything up. And yeah, that, that, that makes sense. Up until the the episode before when one scorpion takes out Regal in like a second. But yet all these these scorpions burn up in like two seconds. That that pissed me off so bad. Scorpions go from greatest killing dragon killing weapon ever to ash in two minutes. Well, I mean, only one dragon was ever killed by a scorpion. Yeah, and, and uh, I guess Viserion was taken out by something different. But it's just the, the the I thought that we were going to have not in the same kind of manner that the Battle of Winterfell happened, where you thought that all hope was lost, and then Arya comes from the top rope. But I thought there was going to be at least a little bit of back and forth when really just Daenerys and Drogon cleaned house. I've, I've got so many like big picture stuff mm-hmm. that like I don't even know when we're going to get into the nitty gritty of this episode. But like Nick, no offense, man, you're mad because you got you got played. You were expecting something, and in classic Game of Thrones fashion, they went a different direction, and you're mad that it didn't go the way that you wanted it to go. That's Game of Thrones. I think it is. I think it is hilarious that we all, for two years, were talking about the Battle of Winterfell and how the Night King is going to kill everything, and that battle was, was ruthless, and it was, and it was amazing. And they really did technically lose, but then it's like a last minute, Arya saves the day. Nobody thought it was going to be Arya, and here we are. That was kind of that, and half the troops survive altogether. We thought it was going to be like maybe literally a few hundred of people were going to survive that. Right. Ended up being half the troops, and then the the massacre, the the one that was everything gets destroyed and everything gets effed up mm-hmm. was the Battle of King's Landing, yeah. where we thought it was going to be like you know it was going to be a little bit of back and forth, and there right. was going to be drama. It, there wasn't any drama at all. I loved it. I loved every second of it, and it's probably quite frankly, somewhat realistic. Yeah. If you have a dragon, the first thing you should do is take out all the weapons that can kill a dragon. Yep. She does that. They clearly get... She busts open the gates, yeah, lets everybody in. They get under pressure in terms of like, oh no. Like, you know, you see one person get burned. You see one ship get burned. That gets in your head. So then they start to rush. They start to mess up. They're not able to shoot as accurately or the, the way that they wanted to shoot. Oh, they're freaking out. They're freaking out. Mm-hmm. They're panicking, and she's able to destroy all those. And then after that, the bells come. They did. They eventually did come. I, I did. the Whenever the gate, you hear the explosions, and then all of a sudden the gate bursts open. That was really cool. Uh, and Grey Worm just shoves that spear right through Strickland, who's trying to run away. And you, that, that poor guy. He got like three lines, the entire two two episodes, three lines. That's all you got, buddy. Yeah. Sorry. I was all right with uh. I, I, some people were like, "Why even?" People are just getting way too nick. Why even bring him into the fold? I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Why, you know. Well, you brought him into the fold because you needed you needed Cersei to have yeah, more troops. You needed that. You needed that. Um, and you needed to make it feel even. They did. They they did think they made me believe that there was going to be some sort of even kill thing. And wasn't it awesome that there wasn't? I mean, maybe you disliked I, it, but that was like you have dragons. No, 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 no. I know that's fine. That's fine. I'm or glad Drogon dragon, didn't die. Dragon, I, I didn't. I didn't want Drogon to die, but I I did just. I wanted a little bit more out of it, and um, you know, I, I think where a lot of people's um. A lot of people were upset that Daenerys turned heel um, because Tyrion did, as they said many times leading up to it. It was almost – it kind of reminded me of the Crips of Winterfell, TJ, when they are like, oh, the Crips are the safest place. Like he kept mentioning the bells over and over, and I was just like, all right, something's got to give with the bells. 
Well, I, again, I thought it was awesome drama because, like, everything went pretty much as perfectly as they could hope. The Finally, like, a battle plan for them worked. Yeah, they actually – And on the one hand, you go from – this was awesome drama, you all. And if you didn't, if you weren't able to enjoy it, then I, sorry, I kind of feel bad for you. The drama of sitting there saying, first off, are the Lannister troops going to surrender? The the moment of seeing if anybody's going to drop their sword, mm-hmm. is Cersei going to command to Kyburn that they're going to surrender? Like that drama was great. Finally, they do drop it. Yep. And then you're just kind of waiting, like, all right, they they quit. Ring the ring the fucking bells. Go, Jamie. Hurry. Where, where you at? Come on, like, do something. Hurry yeah. up and ring the bells. And you're literally watching the bells. And you, you, we got the sense that like Daenerys was going to start burning stuff because she didn't know that people had surrendered. Uh-huh. And once she started, maybe she was not going to be able to stop in time, or the damage would have been done, and the uh-huh. common folk would have hated her for burning them. But in reality, she's waiting for the bells. We're waiting. We're waiting. We're waiting. We finally get the ring. Okay, you can exhale. Yeah. But then the drama goes to, all right, she knows the bells were ringing. Why does she look like – like, why is she going through such an emotional crisis right she now? She got, got more pissed like, off. It is, was like she was triggered by it. She wa- that Great point, because she actually was triggered by it. Because I think she's just such a – that's why I love Game of Thrones. She's such a conflicted character, and so many people are, where it's not black and white like other shows and other movies. Mm-hmm. There's so much gray area. So the bells ring, and I think there is a moment of realization for her where she's saying – I've done it. I've won this war. Mm-hmm. But then I think it hits it in home with her where, first off, this wasn't my plan. I did kind of just want to burn everybody. This was Tyrion's plan, and it worked. Tyrion's best friend was Varys. Mm-hmm. I just had to kill Varys because he was trying to betray me. Tyrion also knows that John is a Targaryen and has kind of undermined me a little bit and also just had the wrong choices on everything. You could see her deciding that, like, this wasn't because she hated the common people. She felt like she was hated. She mm-hmm. felt like she has been portrayed as this villain, and she doesn't have anybody left in her life that she can trust. Right. Masindai gone, Jorah gone, and she saw the way that everybody treats John yep. and other people, other leaders, that she does not get treated like that this way. And I, she just snapped. Well, that happens with crazy people. Crazy people are people that, if we want to, you know, get into it re- realistically, people that suffer from mental illness. There's no guidebook of when you're going to go crazy. You can't there's, fight crazy. There, there's no, there's no manual saying like, all right, uh, you're going to have your good days and you're going to have your bad days. Just on your bad days, calm down. She, everything hit her at once right then, and she just happened to have the most dangerous weapon in the history of the world at her disposal, and that was a dragon. Yeah. And an army that's going to follow her commands, which we talked about this on our radio show, Kentucky <laughs> Roll Call, a little bit. Did Grey, Was Grey Worm and the Dothraki following commands to just sack the city and kill everybody, or did it also kind of just click for them that, like, we're not loved here, Grey Worm saw Masindai get killed, and he went kind of mad himself. Mm-hmm. I think they were following commands. You thought maybe it was the, uh, the, yeah, the other. Well, it, Yes, there was definitely some rage with that group as well. Um, but they did hold off until Daenerys started, the dragon just started raising hell again. Yeah. So they, they held off long enough. And even some of the North started going after. You know, they started kind of killing people. Well, I think they were clearly just kind of following her lead, and, um, the, the and part, John tried to stop it. You're, you're right. There, You can't. You can't explain crazy um and i i think the, what the the way we got to because we because we kind of knew that the mad queen was was the journey we were taking if you go through the kind of lineage it, each season they've been kind of building up to this point where 
she's just doing some crazy stuff. So in season one, she burns up Miri Mazdor after Khal Drogo's death. Okay, yeah, that, that's reasonable. I'd burn her up too. Uh, Mi- season Misa Misa. Yeah, season two, Mister, she Mister. Uh, burns down the House of the Undying after she sees Mister. her visions and they here. steal her dragons. Uh, oh, is this also where she locks two people into a safe, a safe just to starve to death yeah. and potentially have to kill each other and maybe eat each other just to hope to buy you more time? Yep, that, that same one. Yeah, completely um, normal behavior that reasonable people do to one another. Season three, when she gets the Unsullied, she just has the dragon burn the slaver alive, and that was a great scene. That was awesome, right? It was really cool. She's crucifying the masters of marine. I mean, she she's crucified burning. people. Think about this. <laughs> she is literally nailing people to a cross and allowing them to die of what do you die on a cross? Exhaustion? Uh, dehydration. Suff- suffocation? Yeah, you like choke on your own blood eventually. Well, I, mean, I think, yeah, it's just becomes so hard to breathe at some point. Yeah. But, uh, very cruel death. Hundreds, maybe thousands of people she did that to. Yeah. And, and well, you know, they were slavers. She didn't know every single person's story or background or what they had or hadn't done. And she she crucified them. <laughs> Think of, like, I would rather be burned alive by a dragon than be crucified. Mm-hmm. Oh, she did plenty yeah. of burning alive. She did lots of burning alive. Now, the part where, uh, I think it was oh, 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 the method in which they got to it, um, because... At the time when she's just staring at the Red Keep, like, you know the buildup in the background, but the bells, for whatever reason, make her deviate from her plan and just want to burn everything up. When I thought staring at the Red Keep, she would, all of that anger, which she would take out on Cersei in the Red Keep. I thought she would just go and just burn that place down. But instead, she kind of hangs around and burns everything else up at first, which I, that, I, there's no sense to it and you can't explain it. But it, that was the part where I think people, it tended to deviate from her compassionate side that we've seen throughout. That you thought that that little sliver would hang on, even though that she, uh, pretty much everybody around her was gone. And that she yeah. didn't have the support that she you once thought she had. I thought she would at least just stick to the Red Keep. And I would hope that you could at least, like if this wasn't rushed along, you would have a season where she wouldn't do that, she would just get the red keep, and you would think that the compassionate side would hold on to her for about a season, and then she eventually gets taken out, and then John becomes king. Maybe. I think what she was doing, though, and I think the conversation with John hit this home, where she was like, all right, it's going to be fear then. She knows she's never going to be loved in this city. Even if she destroyed the red keep, only took out the scorpions, took out the iron fleet, and uh, you know just killed, did her best to try to keep a military hold on on her battle plans Mm -hmm. that the people there still weren't going to love her because her own even advisors don't necessarily love her. So I think her mindset was the only way I'm going to be able to rule in this place is by people fearing me. And what better way to make people fear me by killing a ton of people because I get, and her thing's going to be like, I gave them a chance to, to turn on Cersei, blah, blah, blah. They didn't do it. I saved this place from the zombie army. Nobody gave me any love for that. So we're going to, we're going to rule this by fear. And this is the way things are going to go. Sorry that so many of you all had to die. More of you will die if you don't play along. So it's not, this is not a negotiation. This is a dictatorship. Exactly. And I am your new dictator. And I'd like to, to mention that a, any ruler would act in that way. Like, especially if you've got a dragon, like you're going to freaking use it to the best of your abilities. If you're going to, it's kind of like Bronn said in the last episode, he's like, everybody starts with a cutthroat to take power. 
And that's exactly what she's doing. The methods, yes, they, they're brutal when you're seeing Arya run through the streets and you're seeing people burn alive, but that's kind of the way things work in a uh, almost medieval sense. The People are cruel. Yeah. Rulers are cruel. They do what they do to get power. It happens. But I do want to talk about who else can we blame for how she got here. Because Daenerys, while she does have her, the kind of crazy Targaryen in her, uh, the, the coin is still yet to decide. But there's also people that put her in this situation. Ooh. and I know the biggest one. Jon Snow. No, centuries of incest. Ooh, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, and, and, and that's, is that, is that why John just started getting weird on Daenerys? Is it all about the in, incest? Because uh, he's never gone out and said it. But, like, if you're kissing your smoking hot aunt, like, you forget that she's your aunt. Do you? Is in personal I would, experiences? One, one would assume. I don't really, I don't know. But, like, he's made out with her two episodes in a row and then just, like, stops. Well, there's a different, like, I, I guess he's better controlling his urges than maybe other people would be in that situation. But that's, uh, I, he's scared of her. Like, he, he kind of fears her. Yeah. And he, he's tried everything he can to be like, he, I think he saw this coming, or maybe not to this degree. Well, but I think he knew, like, that, you know, when they're having that conversation, all right, then it's going to be fear then. Because he wouldn't, wouldn't bone her. Well, and he, because he wouldn't, that, I think that part of her, she's been essentially isolated from all of her support staff that got helped her get to this point. And John was poised to be that new support set. And he, he was going to be her rock, her pillar. And he could have been if he was willing to be just the lover that's making out by the waterfall. And whenever, I mean, we, we saw in the opening scene that John was the one that betrayed her because she was begging him to not tell anybody, and he's still told. Well, also betray. One person's betray is another person's loyalty, yeah, I, I suppose. Yeah, um, Daenerys just kind of, she got so close to winning it all that she just kind of, she lost sight of what got her there in the first place. She's Flew always too close to the sun. She's always had a little side of crazy to her, mm -hmm. and that's we are just led to believe that's the Tar Targaryen way. Jorah uh, used to be the one that would talk her off. Yeah, and and hell, even John does stupid things in, in a, a sense of crazy. You know, the Battle of the Bastards charging their entire army was mm, not a good idea. Cray cray dumb. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't get any dumber than what than than that. Um, we're just led to believe that like she kind of had reached her tipping point and she, she went crazy. Um, but I think if there's I, nothing that John could do, I think, I think he could have semi salvaged it though. If he, he's like, yeah, I, I have love for my queen. Well, if you give it all the way, then maybe she'll meet you halfway. Now that's uh that that would be the as you said go watch a Disney movie that would be the Disney movie version of it but we knew that wasn't going to happen no we knew that wasn't going to happen I think some of the 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 blame for all this falls on Cersei certainly as well for just being a stubborn ass that's the thing is that and, like this is a this is Game of Thrones people are doing things that they think are their in best their self best interest and then sometimes when it's not even their best interest they're so prideful and proud and caught up to where they're at 
Cersei saw her city falling, and she like refused to to quit to get away yeah. and quit. Uh, did you like the 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 scene where she just kind of skirted around the mountain in the hound? Oh, f- fantastic! Man, could game ball. Did that? I, no, I but, was frustrated. But hold on, let's get okay. to the cl- cl- okay. Okay. What did what did Trevor call it? Clegarian Bowl. Clegarian Bowl. Yeah. Clegarian <laughs> Something we've been bowl. talking about for a decade. But the. He uh, calls it Clegarian Bowl. But, but she, were, she were did you, some, some people were mad. They were like, the, the hound would have just killed her right then and there. No, no, he wouldn't have. I, he, I, he, I agree. He he was, have. That, he, wasn't, that wasn't why he came to King's Landing. Yeah, he, he didn't give one shit about Cersei. No. Yeah, Lives, I mean, dies. I think the writing was on the wall, what he, was going to happen to the, to the Red Keep at that point. But He kind of hated the Lannisters. Um, just from a, like, he hated listening to them and having to serve them, but he wouldn't have killed her. Uh, he was so, and that was perfect. It mm-hmm. shows how dead set he was on what meant the most to him, and that was making sure that his brother died, which he did. Yes. Well, he was already dead. Well, kind of. <laughs> and I, I like that, too. Like, some people were, it's funny, some people were like, that oh, was too predictable. Other people, you know what, I didn't like the, I'm talking about the entire episode. The episode was too predictable. We knew she was going to be mad. Oh, I didn't like what they did with Daenerys. So basically unpredictable mm-hmm. for some people. Nobody saw Kyburn going out that way. You just, you <laughs> no. didn't. Nobody saw it. And it was a perfect little like callback to like Frankenstein and his monster. Oh yeah. You know? Per- it, well, and that was the thing is like, you knew that Cersei was going to hold out hope until the last minute she did Kyburn was just insisting insisting finally she decides to get the hell out of there as she's getting the hell out of there hounds waiting on the mountain and i love that like uh when the first three go after him the unnamed uh king's guard or the unnamed queen's guard it, it reminded me of uh austin powers you don't even have a name tag you're an unnamed henchman like just slide down and <laughs> the hound takes him out really quickly and the mountain, I just love that Kyburn's like, come on here. And he just, just a quick little flick of the wrist. That's all it took to take out Kyburn. Yeah. And, and uh, <laughs> his skull game, just like goes flying. That was great. Were you okay with like the murder suicide? I would have, oh. I would have, I would have been more satisfied, I suppose, if he just would have kind of killed him outright and then like succumbed to his injuries or the building would have crashed down around him. I hate that like he wasn't really able to beat him, beat him. I like though the the way that they cut away from it while it was happening because, uh, I mean, now granted, it, it was kind of cool how they juxtaposed the hound getting his ass kicked with Arya kind of getting trampled. Yeah. Um. And and because like that was the thing is there was a time where you a you thought he was gonna win but b I was just glad that we got to see the mountain in all of his undeadness mm-hmm. because you kind of you know you called him Frankenstein's monster earlier but you do. He's still like a little Thanos to him. Yeah. Ooh, trivia question. What did Kyburn call the mountain after he rose him from the dead? It was a name that didn't stick. It was Sir uh something. It was a it, Sir something kind of just generic. What oh, was very it? generic. Well, Sir Robert Strong. Strong, yeah, yeah, that's what it was. But they they only use like he said it that one time and then it just went back to I did they call him Clegane? Or I guess they just called him the mountain the whole time. Yeah. But regardless, um, I, I I loved it because you got the mountain in his full glory. The hound got to see him. He's like, that's what you've always been. You've always looked like that to me. 
Um, that was cool. It was really, it was really satisfying. And I think people forget that, like, I, I saw somebody on Twitter and they were like, oh, I love that they, like, beef him up into the super zombie monster. Dude, he was, did you not remember the fight against uh, Oberyn? He was always that huge. Yeah. Now he's just kind of got zombie skin. The tournament. He's kind of dead. When he went nuts. Oh, yeah. Cut, cut off a head's horse and, and one swoop. They were they were pretty. I mean, besides switching actors with them, they were pretty consistent yeah. with with the mountain for with the most part. His enormosity. And, and I love that they like had a little. You know, they had the the hound do Arya's little trick of like, oh, you've got you know, you think you got one hand, but I've got another hand. I'm gonna stab you. Yeah. Well, she killed the Night King. Mm-hmm. It wasn't quite as dramatic as that, but still very similar. And then they did the Oberyn callback where I'm gonna I'm going to pop your head off. Yes. I'm going to squeeze you as if you are a bottle, oh, and you're going to I, pop. I was that was. Awesome. I was cringing too because I oh, thought yeah. that was going to happen. And like, how do people think this is a bad episode? That yeah. was so exciting. Oh, cool game ball. That was my favorite part of it. That it was, was it so was incredible. Exciting. It I was mean, incredible. There's, and there's so many moments like that that I was just like, damn, this is this is good. And to go back to your question though, TJ, I I do like that it went out that way where he was like, well, he can't die, but damn it, I'm going to get my revenge. And to do it in that manner where they're just these two hulking bodies just flying through the castle walls and yeah. going out and just the scenery of that whole entire, like everything burning around them in like there's open sky, but they're on the stairs. That was, it just looked cool as hell. And he had to know that like there was kind of fire waiting for him at the bottom and fires his biggest fear. And there's fire all around him and the buildings crumbling and, he just he didn't purged care. himself, he, yeah. He, he had one goal, and that was to kill his brother. I wish it would have been, like, a decapitation, and he could have just gotten a moment of, like, I'm sure free-falling, he was probably like, I'm dying. I knew I was going to die, but at least this MFer is going to go down with me. Right. And maybe maybe that gave him some peace. But I wish he could have just gotten, like, a clean decapitation, just a few moments of, like, relaxation, and you've done it. You've accomplished what you needed to accomplish in your life, and then the building falls around him, and he dies. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't – you know, some people were upset about how how – many buildings fell and how often they showed it but like i didn't see that coming either like i did not think king's landing was going to be completely and utterly destroyed the mm-hmm. one part we haven't seen is the throne room but it certainly seems like everything else around it is is just nothing but ashes so i know um, our friend tower thompson she did not want to see the mad queen prophecy or not even a prophecy come to fruition but she was one who at the beginning of the season was calling back to danny's vision in the uh, House of the Undying, where it's the throne room, and it looked like snow was falling everywhere. Mm-hmm. So we thought, like, oh, well, that's, you know, the, the, the undead have made it to King's Landing. Well, turns out it's probably going to be the dust from everywhere, and they really laid that part on thick. The whole I don't want to be the Queen of the Ashes thing, they're laying that part on thick, and if you need any more evidence of it, just look at Arya. She's covered in that shit. <laughs> it's like, I mean, it really, they, I felt like they were trying to make it almost 9-11-esque with like people with just, just covered in dust everywhere, except this time it's just ash. Yeah, no, I, I think that's uh, kind of what they were probably going for. And mm-hmm. And I, and I think part of it, if you thought maybe they they spent too long on that, and I, I, I can't disagree with that more because they had so many different storylines going on. That was the thing I liked about it is that this entire journey of Game of Thrones, it's always been a collection of stories mm-hmm. told under one umbrella. And, right. that, and that's never really changed. Even in the Battle of Winterfell, you're always going to have these different stories going on. And just because all the people are mostly together, it doesn't change the stories. So I kind of liked it that they had 
it, it, you know, 9-11, it was 9-11-esque kind of. It was 9-11 with, we got to hear five different stories of how people were, how they died in Ground Zero, how they survived Ground Zero. And every different perspective, there was one consistent. And that was shit was burning, stuff was falling, and they thought that their life and their world was going to be over. And you got it from everybody's different view. And although maybe it was a little repetitive having Daenerys just literally fly around and having things explode and a nice little wildfire. Did you see that? Ooh, that those were cool. The ca old caches that the Mad King had hidden. They must have been very – they must have been like one, one little thing. Because yeah. we're led to believe that like – wildfire is huge and those things were just like small little fireworks well, yeah so well, they, you know maybe they expiration date yeah you know, it could have just know. been one of them who who knows but i thought that was cool that they at least even alluded to alluded to it, it yeah. and had it there because that's something that has been a big deal in the books and been a big deal even in the show a little bit but it was everybody's different perspective and the, again the one constant aria was having aria was having to deal with her first taste of an actual war mm -hmm. and probably the uh, one of the I guess the worst ever, because even in the Battle of Winterfell, she was mostly behind. She was only behind the walls, right? And then a lot of the time, she was inside. And it didn't that. It felt it didn't feel like your your typical war. Yeah, you're you fighting know? zombies. You yeah, know, there's, you know, there's a little, something a little different to them. You, if you have a magical weapon, they'll they'll fall where they stand. But I like that they used her to tell the people's perspective, um, and that that because I think it's pretty obvious moving forward that she's going to be the one that has to officer, or, um, off Daenerys. Because she was there, she was in the middle of all the people who were the the just the the regular folks who were suffering throughout this entire time, and I didn't have moments where I thought that she was going to die, but that certainly crossed my mind. Um, and I think that they've also really humanized her, uh, her character in general. The last season, when she came back from the Faceless Men, it was almost like she was she had some brand kind of like I'm just going to be blah blah blah, but. In this season, she's re she's really come out of her shell from a human perspective, and I think the Hound helped that when he told her, "Hey, you, you don't want to end up like me. Just all of your life's like revenge." And that was kind of her mo forever was her list. Yeah, that was her religion. I think she even referred to it once. We're we're kind of jumping around here, and bear with us. We're trying to get to everything. We're kind of just going in our own little path here, and I, I'm glad that we're talking to Arya now because I think that was one of the coolest storylines in the history of this show like that you, you know people are saying they ruined character arcs and they did this Not they hers. did that they did hers as perfectly as could be you know we i was getting pissed during those seasons of just her and the hound just doing their own little adventures i was or getting her. pissed when she was in the house of black yeah. and white and i just was like this is so long i don't need all of this but it felt like it made it a little bit worth it at the end to see her either choose life or death. And for the first time, maybe ever, but certainly probably going back to season one, she chose life. Mm -hmm. And it was all because of the Hound, somebody that she respected more than probably anybody on this earth, maybe even more than John, maybe even more than her dad, because the Hound had been there by her side a lot longer than those people had, um, at least in the, in the recent history. And she listened to him mm -hmm. and took his advice. And, uh, and then you have the scene with the horse there at the end, which was a little... A little cheesy. A little cheesy, but, like, they of really just... Of course, somebody put Old Town Road to it. Yeah, yeah and you know. I was thinking that, honestly, you know, yeah. when it was going on. Um, it, it also, 
classic just like are you shitting me it's over (laughs) i haven't had one of those in a while and it was just uh they were hitting at home one more time about her choosing like life or death she could have stayed in the ashes uh she could have you know she probably still wants to kill daenerys she's seen death it has many faces but she takes that horse goes down the old town road Mm -hmm. probably gonna ride until she can't ride no more the uh the the people that helped her the mom and daughter they didn't stand a freaking chance yeah, it I was, said it on the radio show. I thought that when she saw all those ashes, that it was long claw, like it was a burned long claw, the way it looked. I think it was just a little kid hand. Thank God. Yeah, just a, just a child's hand. <sighs> got, me, got me worried that it could have been John there for a second. <laughs> just some little kid, no big deal. Um, and those were really cool. I bet those scenes were fun to shoot, as far as like the explosions and everything going around. Yeah. Like I bet that was. Did you see my boy Aaron Rodgers. Um, I, I didn't at the time and I, I'm actually disappointed in myself that I wasn't looking for him. But oh, you couldn't. I mean, it was too, it was too much too going quick. on. I didn't yeah. see it in real time. I thought I saw him once and I thought he was like a commoner that was like running and, mm-hmm. uh, I paused it. It wasn't him, but it was, uh, and then people on Twitter pointed out where it was him. He got a pretty cool little death. Yeah. Yeah. Some thought it was when he was, uh. An archer, like he's. I'm an still archer, not convinced archer. that that may not be him either. Looks just like him. Yeah, I don't think it's him though. I think it's the guy who got. I, I definitely up. think the guy that got burnt up running and uh, it makes a turn into a tunnel. Uh, we have it. Hey, you know, we're kind of crossing. Where if you want to get on our Kentucky Roll Call Facebook page, yeah, radio shows Facebook page. We just do goofy stuff on there. You can uh, join it there. Just Kentucky Videos Roll Call on Trevor Facebook. Doing things. Yeah, Trevor doing ninja kicks and whatnot. But I posted the video there, um, and I'm sure I'll tweet it out too. But that uh, I, I thought that was a pretty cool little cameo. For yeah, him. pretty. I mean, if you're gonna have, make a cameo, might as well die hard. Oh, I get it. Um, no, would have been cool if he would have had like a football or a spear and like chucked it a million yards for another great hell mary. Oh, what if they would have like done a hell mary <laughs> homage to him? <laughs> that would have been cool. That, that could have been neat. Um, All right, so let me ask you this. Okay. Cause like, this has been pretty peaceful for somebody that hated the episode so much. You don't seem too worked up. You seem like you. We're okay with it. Uh, well, because part of it just that, that really pissed me off. Maybe what, you have a realization you don't want to be a whiny little bitch no, anymore? No, no, no. It's because it, – it's really because the way that – that I said it earlier. The way they got the – you can make – so they could have done things – so first off, why not just kill Jamie at in the Battle of Winterfell? This whole shit, that was annoying as hell. Why like, was it annoying? Because. And I was wrong a, about that. I didn't think he was going back because he loved Cersei. He I just, know, He wanted to be with his, her. He had the perfect character arc if he knights her and then he just dies in battle valiantly. Instead, he goes back to his sister and he's the same old shithead that we knew from the beginning. The dog. It, People aren't black and white. Uh, no, but but no, but that's that's kind of what he proved is that no, he's he either didn't. black or white. No, he wasn't. He was a good guy, but he just couldn't quit his. It, it's almost like reminds me of people suffering with addiction. Like he, as he made every effort he could to live a normal life. He had it in his palms. He mm-hmm. had his wiener. I mean, he was having sex with Brienne. You know, like he had it. He had a normal life right then and there. Yep. And he just couldn't as much. It killed him to leave. You could see it. And uh, it, he just couldn't, he couldn't stay away from her. I uh, like that. It, that's it, real. It, it that's, made, that happens to real yeah, people, Nick. I, Not I, I didn't like it. I wanted the Jamie Lannister redemption story. I did. So call me whiny. I wanted the Jamie Lannister redemption you're, story. You're allowed to want what you want. And that's the thing I have to realize on freaking Twitter is that like, if people don't like it, then they don't like it. Yeah. But I feel like, I, I feel like people who are selling this episode short, either were looking to complain. They weren't happy with, with the, where the story went, which mm-hmm. is fair. You're allowed to have that thought if you want. That's what you're doing right here. 
it was a really well shot episode. I'll fight okay. people on that. Yeah, I, I will agree, especially when they're showing the different lions on the edge of the scorpions, mm-hmm. and it it like shows the lion, and then it's immediately up in flames. Or at the Red Keep, they're showing like windows with lions on it up in flames. Those were really cool. Like that that was well done. Yeah, I thought it was shot. The uh, score like, was good. Shot as oh yeah, and I thought it was shot as well as any episode they've ever done. But so I won't I won't hear. I won't hear any of that. Right, right. But if you don't like the, what they did with some of the characters or you don't, you know, blah, 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 you're entitled to your opinion. But the thing I love about Game of Thrones, I'll say it a thousand more times, is you don't know. We, we fell in love with the show because we hated the way they went in some directions. Nobody wanted Ned to die. Mm-hmm. But he died. Yep. And it sucked. And it was hard. But nobody wanted Daenerys to go crazy. We wanted Everybody John and her. loved Rob Stark and Talisa. Oh, yeah. they Hell, you know, people didn't necessarily love Catelyn, but you didn't want to see her get her throat cut right. in front of, you know, her home family and whatnot. So that was uh, – that's what has made this show so great is how unpredictable it's been. And even when it's been predictable in some spots, having no clue how they're going to get there. I didn't see – you know, I thought Daenerys was going to go crazy. I already mentioned it. Yeah. I didn't see how it was going to happen. But – um, I at least wanted, like, for them to hype up the Scorpion so much and for them to take out one more. But that, that was just stupid, killing Rhaegal when they did. Oh, you want to make the stake similar? Well, then g- have her go nuts when Rhaegal dies in battle, okay? Also, um, what the hell were you you're on? It was nothing more than a plot point. Like, all he was used for this entire time was to just to try to even the stakes. And... That's all, even the stakes and dick jokes. That's all he got. And we got one final more. I was at least glad we got a sword fight between him and Jamie, even though it's like, really, you're going to wash up in that one spot. And also, how the hell is Jamie going to find that spot anyway? Has he snuck out of King's Landing before? I don't think so. It, that just. Well, annoyed. Tyrion told him. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah he, a beach beneath the keep. I guess he could walk around long enough, but uh, a lot of stuff was happening. No, you're right. I, there's, you know, like, there's always going to be. When we're going to sneak up the stairs. Yeah, and I, I, I can look past a lot of that, but. They needed Euron to join in like season four. Yes. Bringing him in season six and, just wasn't enough and, time. And there's there's some things that just supernaturally that Benoff and Weiss, and I'm sure I'm saying their names wrong, of D&D, if you're going to be texting to your friends, that's usually how people put it, David and DB. They just completely neglected that could have been a lot of fun. They really neglected the supernatural stuff. Aside from dragons, like, ghosts, ghosts is a, a warg, with, or John's a warg with ghosts. They just, like, that relationship's not even really acknowledged. Mm-hmm. Um, the supernatural, Euron is very scary in the books. Oh, yeah. It, that That's, you know, if you could have captured... You maybe would have had to taken away from another villain. You probably maybe don't get Ramsey to be the Ramsey that he is, Joffrey, Joffrey that he is. Or but even like the freaking slavers over in Marine. Like, yeah, you know. Like but they didn't. They didn't do Euron because um, he any any favors with his a, character. They they needed to introduce him earlier and just give him a, a few more, like you know, some of the stuff that happened in Dorne. Maybe have Euron be the one that that does it in Dorne, right, like right. when they try to go get my cell or something well, like that. Uh, in in the book, he has a cool. Horn, a dragon horn that's supposed to a dragon binder. It's yeah, it's supposed to get a dragon. Basically, he'll he'll be able to ride a dragon yeah. if they blow in this freaking you, horn. You control a dragon, basically. Yes, and that would have been a cool way to quote unquote take out a dragon to quote unquote even the stakes. But instead, they kind of skimp around. Uh, and then the other supernatural thing that they completely neglect is the face changing. Like they they made it apparent that she can still do it. 
they did it with Walter Frey. But since then, nothing. Well, we don't also know if, like, maybe that was a plan of hers going into King's Landing. Like, if I need to put on another face, I will. But they were just able to walk wherever they wanted because the city was in chaos. Right. So, you're right. And, and hell, we're not done yet. We got one more episode. Yeah, she might be putting on a face to take out Danny. Could be doing it. Green Old eyes. Danny. They made it pretty damn clear that entire episode that yeah. girls got very green eyes. Mm-hmm. Last few episodes, they've done that. So, uh, maybe that's what's going to happen there. Also, like, you know, some people get mad. They're like, well, prophecies said this and prophecies said that. Well, most of them don't come true. That's how prophecies work. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, everybody on Nostradamus. College, every guy yeah. on a college campus who's yelling about you going to hell, like, <laughs> I mean, I doubt those these, people are rich. I doubt these people. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, I, you know, they're, not stuff. everything they say probably is going to come true. So, one that I, a prophecy I did want to come true that I thought could have, but the language is just a little bit off. I, you know, I, I wanted to have uh, a, a great death for Cersei. I wanted something like not Ramsey Bolton esque. Um, and th- this is TJ. This is one of those things that I hated at the time, but I have walked back after some coercing. I was just like, really, we're gonna have her just get crushed here. Like, can't have like a cool like dragons burning her up. But really, a she did like Cersei's whole mo this whole time is just being cruel. And jumping people to the gun. Like, she, she she takes violence to a new level when people don't expect it. Mm-hmm. She could have done that in the last episode. Like, she could have just taken everybody out then. I don't know why she didn't. She's probably regretting it now while she's underneath the red key. Yeah, that was that was a little unrealistic. And we said that at the time. Yeah. That, like, knowing how ruthless she is, she would She would have done it. Um, but, but, but maybe she showed some slight compassion for Tyrion. Yeah. That's that's a good way to put it, um, but I really, I was hoping the whole time that this Jamie thing, if we were to come back and we were to get the Valon car, and the Valon car is like uh, you're getting killed by your little brother. And I actually pulled up the direct quote from uh, Maggie, th- that's from the book, and that's mm-hmm. and when your tears have drowned you, the Valon car shall wrap his hands around your pale white throat and choke the life from you, which that was like the third part of her prophecy. She was like, you're going to be a queen, you're going to have these babies, yeah. and then they're all going to die. Um, and I, I was hoping that it would be your arms wrapped around you. Like, if it would just be arms wrapped around you, you would die. Because then it would have been true still. And it would have fulfilled Jamie's thing where he wanted to die uh, with the woman he loved in his arms. So they well, got he, that he sweet got death. His. Yeah. Um, here's – first off, I, I did not like the – the Euron Jamie fight. Really the only thing about this episode I didn't like. I don't even mind so much them fighting one another. It's just he, like, conveniently washes up on the beach at the exact same time. Yeah. Like, like that was – you could have made that better. Just allow, like I, – I don't know. They could have done it. Allow the ship to wreck right near there and, like, you're on be waiting there stranded, not knowing that there's an entrance there and just, like, waiting for Jamie or waiting for anybody. I don't know. It was just, like, right when Jamie's about ready to make his move, <laughs> he turns around and there, who it is of all people, the one survivor of the boat crash, yeah, it's Euron. Exactly. So that was the one thing that kind of bugged me. Not so much them fighting – that was a little bit too on the nose, but it was entertaining. Yeah, it was entertaining. And it, it was, was a surprising. Good fight, you know, yeah. you didn't think Jamie looked like Jamie was going to die there for a little bit. You yeah, didn't. man, he did pretty well for a punctured lung. He moved around in all that dust. He, he did. He Got did. up and down all the stairs. He, he did okay. <laughs> but and, and some people were like, also, he looked like he was going to die. Like, they did, you know, Cersei made it pretty clear, like, oh, you're kind of fucked, Jamie. Like, yeah. what, you're... You're, You're really hurt. Yeah. Um, and then he was going on adrenaline at that point, and he knew he wasn't going to make it anywhere far, but he was trying to save, save her, save Cersei at that point. Here's the deal. 
Cersei is not a good person. Awful. But everything she did was for her kids. Every little thing she did was because she loved somebody else or loved other people. Does that make her such an absolute terrible monster? Blowing up a sept and killing a ton of innocent people? Yes, Mm -hmm. you shouldn't do that. But she did it because her kid. Yep. Now... You, that's, I'm taking some liberties there. You can kind of get into the weeds and say, well, she could have done this. She could have done that. I get that. But like, again, going back to my theme, Cersei is even a character, a gray character. And I loved the fact that they humanized her at the end. If anything, it was an insult to Cersei, this proud lion. They talk about that in the book all the times. And they, they, you know, they'll, they'll show a few times where she cracks in the books, like when she Gets has to take her walk of atonement. Yeah, and she. I think she when she got smacked by Robert that first time, that kind of shook her up. So yeah, but like she just gets stronger and stronger and stronger. And even that using that quote, "Where is a badge of honor?" Um, everything that has gone wrong in her life, she's used to make her stronger. And in her last final moments, somebody that feels like she couldn't talk to anybody, cry in front of anybody, mm-hmm. be a human in front of anybody, she just breaks down and talks yeah. about how she wants to live and. Dude, it was powerful. Like it was a good scene. Game of Thrones made Nick. It, Game of Thrones made us fucking want Cersei to maybe kill Daenerys there at the end. Seriously, <laughs> they really did. What the hell really just did. happened there? Well, and that's where I, like I said earlier, I've come around on some things. Cersei dying helplessly, undramatically, is the cruelest form for her to die. Yeah, that it's it it's the last way she would have wanted to go. Well, maybe, maybe because she was with Jamie, and we don't we don't even know exactly what she truly felt about Jamie. I mean, she did have three kids with him, so you know she loved him, but also hired an assassin to kill him. There could have been ulterior motives there potentially, but more so on your point, they she cracked. Like, here's the strongest person in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, you could have saw her, like, literally staring eye-to-eye with a dragon and yeah. getting burned. Yeah. And she would have probably been okay with that. Like, I do agree with your point there. But instead, she's alone with Jamie, which there's maybe a little sweetness there. But her last her last thoughts on this earth, assuming they're dead, and I think they are. Yeah, maybe there's, a, maybe there's a chance that underneath the crumbling, they survive. I, I, if there was more episodes, I would believe in that a little bit more. But there's one left, so I doubt they're going to, to throw a curve there. But in her last moments, she's scared. And yeah. she doesn't want to die. And I think that was pretty powerful. And I think it was pretty good. Yeah, it was crumbling. And, oh, I wanted her to go out like this. And I wanted her to go out like that. Well, you don't get what you want in Game of Thrones. Yeah. And what – what you got to look at it is how uh, how well done was it? I thought that was so well done. The acting was yeah. so phenomenal in that final scene. Well, and TJ, uh, this is the point where uh, like I was the one who was like, "Did we need all the explosion? Do we need all the fire?" And then I wanted the fire initially for Cersei, but I think in hindsight, this is a much crueler way for her to exp- like to have to look death in the face. It's, you can be proud of who you are if you're looking a dragon in the face when you die. But running away to try to save your son and you just, you're just you trapped and you're helpless, that's the cruelest form of punishment Dan- Daenerys could have given Cersei. Yeah. Now, yeah, I, you're probably right about that. I, I do want to get to my second favorite scene of the show, and that's how Jamie got to where he is. And it was the scene with Tyrion and Jamie in the tent. Mm-hmm. I just... People forget about that scene. Man, 
not only was it a nice little like way to turn it on its head, like in so so Daenerys gives Tyrion a warning uh, after they have after they take out Varys, and she's like, "You've failed me many times. Fail me one more, and it'll be your last failure." Which, yeah, he's 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 on strike four. So I, I think that's fair to say at this point. Um, but Tyrion still is trying to kind of go behind her back, and he's got this ring in the bell's pod. And part of it is he's going to free his brother, who, big-time traitor, like, as Daenerys and as Sansa, like, how can you tr- still trust your siblings? He trusts his brother enough to go into that tent and tell him, like, dude, A, what the hell are you doing? But B, uh, you know, I kind of owe you one. You got me out here before, and, and instead of saying, whenever he uh, ultimately walks up the chains, instead of telling him, like, I couldn't be here if you didn't let me free, he said, I couldn't be alive if you weren't a good big brother. Yeah. If you weren't the one should And Awesome moment. Man. Again, people don't like this episode for whatever reason, but awesome, awesome, awesome moment. Finally, they're like, They've had heartwarming goodbyes and stories with Man, one another. That was the, probably the best. This is absolutely the best. Yeah. This is Tyrion, and maybe alluding to like he would have killed himself if not for Jamie's kindness. Yeah, because he was the only one that was there for him. I mean, it could it could choke you up, like how how sweet that was. Because again, like Game of Thrones can hit at home so close to so many people. Where like in reality, there are people that are just like if not for one or two people in their lives, they wouldn't feel like life is worth living, or they wouldn't be able to get through maybe things they're going towards. And Tyrion was born behind the eight ball. Yeah. Everybody hated him just for being born. As Tywin said, he killed it. You killed my wife. He got blamed for murdering. A, <laughs> I mean, it was a whole shitty thing, and there was one person who looked out for him, and it was Jamie. And even on top of that, Tyrion cared about his dad. Now, he did kill him, right? but he cared about him and gave him pretty much every chance to, like, let me prove you right, or let me prove you wrong. Let me prove that I am a Lannister, that I, I won, I helped win the Blackwater for us. He's done a lot of stuff mm-hmm. for their family that went underappreciative. Um, and then, same with Cersei. Tyrion, his, one of his last... Acts, we'll see what happens with them next because we'll we'll talk about that. But we'll see what happens with them next. But one of the last things he does is I want to make sure my family – like at the end of the day, a family that turned their back on him, he still looked out for. Yeah. and Even even Cersei. That's why Tyrion's such a great character overall is that I don't think anybody you've – I don't think there's anybody you've seen that has been more conflicted internally with – who he's supposed to be, what he is, and how he's supposed to make others proud, and what his purpose in life is. I think he's at least figured out his purpose and his different motives from time to like the the thing with Shay. Like he wanted to be the good guy with Shay, but he was just like, if I don't make you leave, you will die here. Yeah. And then she ends up turning man. Seems like he like, just always gets screwed by making the right tough decision. Yeah. And um, before I move on, the line when he walked in. And he's like, how'd you get caught? And he just holds up his golden hand. He's like, yeah, Cersei always said you were the stupidest Lannister. <laughs> like, I think he said, I think he said, Cersei always said I was the stupidest Lannister. Oh. <laughs> and Tyrion's like, yep. <laughs> yeah, you're exactly right. Yeah. Um, but there's also a nice little kind of um, going back to Tyrion when he was locked up. Now he's letting Jamie free. Well, go back to when Tyrion was on trial. Varys essentially got him executed by lying about him. And this time around, Tyrion gets Varys executed by telling the truth. Yeah. 
Mm. And, that, and, and that, that whole dynamic is interesting to me, and I feel like we could do an entire podcast on that too. Like, was Tyrion in the wrong for doing that? Because Varys's heart was in the right spot. He's ultimately or, right, too. Varys was ultimately right, but there is some truth. Like, dude, we just cannot keep flipping back and forth. And you can make a case. I've got the theory, and the more I talk about it, the more I believe it, is that Daenerys was always crazy. And she used the disguise of freeing people just to support her claim even more. This is like a smokescreen. Yeah, yeah. like it, it was it was a double-edged sword. On the one hand, hey, I'm helping people, I'm helping. Oh, but once I help you, you know, you're on my side now. Like right. I've, I've won you over. Same thing she did with Gendry. And it's, you know, that's a common practice, I guess, in this made-up world of Westeros. Is like, hey, look at me, I'm doing you a huge favor, I'm doing you a huge favor. Oh, by the way, if I ever need you, I remember who give you that huge favor. It's like the Office episode. Scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. Where Dwight and Andy, where they just keep one-upping each other on favors because they want the other person to owe them one later on. <laughs> and it's hilarious. But that's yeah. kind of, like, I start to get the, the vibe that Daenerys has just always been evil and always has been wanting people to serve her. And there's no doubt that she feels like uh, early on that she was granted, that she deserved the Iron Throne just because of her name. You want to talk about entitled? Forget about the white, the white uh, male in today's society. <laughs> Daenerys is the person that thinks maybe she's the most entitled person in the world, I and mean, then she gets like people. She, pe she you did know, have dragons. Yeah, people you know. weren't like necessarily following you because you were the best politicker and the best. And that's you know they make that no. they hit that home a lot, being like you know power is is it the is it the soldier is it the person who pays the soldier or is it the king with the the, the best last name? You know they make that prominent the entire time in Daenerys' case she did have dragons yeah and yeah her name ha happened to help but where she was living they made it pretty clear like nobody gives a shit about your name over in Essos but she was able to build up her army because of her dragons burning people along the way you were kind of going through the list of what she did mm -hmm. uh, crucify the people of marine like you said then she burned more marine noblemen then she burned Vastothrak mm -hmm. with a lot of people inside trapped inside that was pretty baller too. she yeah. burned the wagon train in season seven, yep. and now she's burning, burning people King's alive, Landing. and she burned down King's Landing. I think she's always been kind of crazy, Nick. I think she's always been a bad person that we were led to believe is good. So, but I think what helped her throughout her development is that she was surrounded by people who were in her best interest yes. and could kind of reel her in, and she ran out of those people. And, and to be frank, the – a, her most trusted people kind of betrayed her. Like, she's been consistently – she's consistently been betrayed throughout this entire time. And on top of it all, as soon as she gets over here, they the betrayal steps up, and she's getting shitty advice from them. Yeah. Like, the Casterly Rock thing, that worked out horribly. Um, and really, the only time she's had success is when she's just done it her way and believed in herself. As you look at um, – when they're like, oh, don't trade a dragon for the the um, Unsullied, she comes up with her own plan and it works. Yep. Don't. What are you doing? Why are you walking into the fire? Dragons hatch. Uh, the, the loot train episode, that was her just taking it in her own hands. She was tired of taking L's. So in reality, from her standpoint, she's actually done best when she's just listened to her own best advice. And some of that is usually coming at the urging from Missande. Um, but now... <laughs> She probably didn't. That, that was the thing is she took it in her own hands and she just went a step further than people wanted to see. Yeah, she kind of lost control. And a lot of these times when she's done this stuff, she's always had her her best friends and supporters to come back and 
tell her that it's okay, but also kind of to what the hell? compliment her. Well, compliment her in being like, you got it done, but let's do okay, this differently. Yeah, this let's time. do it yeah. differently yeah. moving Bearson forward. Selmy was really good at that. He had the kind of wizened old, you know. And Jorah as well. Yeah. And just uh, She ran out of those people. And Varys was probably the last straw of being like, all right, now we've got people in my own camp. Well, and John, John could have been the one who reeled her in forever. Well, it goes back to like, dude, you all could have easily still just gotten married. Like That's so, yeah. the, the, the storyline that you all couldn't because people are still going to be pushing for John. Well, then who cares? You two are running things and he's, he's in your corner. But the, the part that I think um, it's almost like what we mentioned in the episode before when they wouldn't show the reactions to knowing his name. I also hate that throughout this whole time, he's not like, he, you know, he, he's he's bad about talking about his feelings. He won't talk to his feelings with Daenerys. And then she just gets, like, pissy, and he's like, oh, shit, I messed up. Yeah. Like, hey, John, open up a little bit, buddy. Yeah. Come on. I, w- I would have liked to I, – I think he probably would have – because it was kind of confusing. Like, does he – like, he does love her, but he's scared of her? Or, like, is starting to see that she's kind of crazy? Yeah. And, yeah. like, you know, maybe, like, proceed with caution because – you feel like if you find somebody that is probably just looking for somebody, like she, Daenerys was clearly in a bad place. She wasn't eating. Yeah. She, oh, was, she was hangry. They did really good at oglying her up. Kind of like in the movies when they really oh, they were trying to make girl. her look like the Mad King. They, I mean, they, they they weren't overly subtle about yeah. it. It's like, well, I guess because Missandei used to do her hair. She lost her <laughs> hair. <laughs> lost her hair dresser. <laughs> um, but the part where. I I know we we didn't want them to go down the Mad Queen road, and I know that it was kind of there. It, I think it it had to happen, and I'm what I'm curious as to see is did any of Varys's letters get out? We saw him burn one. He didn't burn the one that he had when he first started writing in the, yeah. the show's opener. So I'm guessing that whoever he sent it to, whenever John has his come up, they're going to be like, oh no, we. We've there. People know this now. Um, well, you also had the uh, the interesting dynamic of like Daenerys saying, "Everybody who knows that your king is going to die, like Varys did." Do you remember that? Wait, wait. Okay, say that again. Like when talking about her burning Varys and stuff like that, or maybe she's talking to Tyrion about it. But like, it's basically, just said, "Anybody who knows this is going to suffer the same fate," or anybody who like talks oh. about this. So we, you know, we 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 knew the craziness was going to come. Another thing, I don't know why this just popped in my head. I mean, she was cool with her own brother, the only person she had in this world, having his brain melted in front of her. <laughs> like we, there were there were red flags throughout this. <laughs> there like were and red she was flags. just cool with it. Like she was, she acted sad about it, but she was just like, all right, cool. Now she was in a better spot. All she's as power hungry as anybody else mm-hmm. in the show, and probably yeah. more so. Uh, the big question is, like, are we going to do a preview episode? or what time, When are you leaving? Thursday? Uh, Wednesday. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's going to be tough to do a preview episode. A day early. Yeah, uh, we, can, we can maybe figure something out. But we can go a little long today. I will um, – so the two things that were – we talked about prophecies that didn't work out, but some that did, Bran's visions. Um, he had a vision of Drogon over top of King's Landing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That – Turned yeah, but that, I mean, you know, we knew the dragon was eventually going to fly over the building. I know, I know. But, like, between that and, like, Daenerys kind of fulfilling her prophecy with the burn them all with her dad, I mean, it's... But, you know, the interesting thing in that own... In Daenerys, as you mentioned earlier, Daenerys' own prof- prophecy of the throne room being ashes, mm-hmm. 
She had a chance to grab the Iron Throne, and she didn't. So do we take that as she had a chance to grab the Iron Throne when the bells were ringing and she could have just taken it peacefully? Or are we taking this as now she'll try to go get to it but won't be able to get to it? I think that's what it is. You, she thinks that one is the it's more... It's within her grasp, and she's she's going to get all the way up to it, and it's just not going to The other out. one is a little bit too like metaphorical where this one is could be literal like she is going to be making her way to the iron throne and will not be able to get to it the other one was her kind of turning it down maybe her burning the entire city was her way of turning it down but or maybe that's her way of breaking the wheel we know the breaking the wheel theme was huge for seasons and maybe this is what her big speech is coming into the final episode is i all right i burnt it all down time to to restart this thing yeah, but, you know, you killed, like, hundreds of thousands of innocent people doing it. Yeah. yeah. She did choose fear, though. She chose fear. That was that was her decision. Any other big parts of the show that we, uh, that we, didn't, that we didn't get to? I think we touched on uh, everything big, um, but we did have a lot of questions that went unanswered. And there was one thing, too, that I'm curious. I forgot what uh, brought it up, but in the show you were like, oh, I could go on forever about this. Oh, well, just people acting like she would never be that crazy. That's the thing that kind of bugs me. Like, that's not, you, she can be mad, but it wouldn't just be like that. And yeah, the, I, I kind of wanted to go like down a little bit of a dark hole here, but okay. it, it let's, reminded let's me of a little hole. bit about like school shootings in America and how like these people get bullied. Daenerys wasn't bullied, but she felt like she had nobody that loved her or truly cared about her or was going to really try to help her. And these people are, you know, I'm not trying to like get in the mind of a school shooter, but they get in the darkest places in their in their own. It's not something that's premeditated for years. Mm-hmm. Now sometimes it could be premeditated for a few weeks or maybe even a couple months, but like a lot of the times it's like people have a bad day and they make huge, huge, irreversible mistakes. Right. And Daenerys, for what, and, and sometimes it's it's chemical. Like, it's in your brain. You're just, you know, it's crazy is not the right word, but you're just mentally ill. I don't think there's a good counseling session going on in Westeros right now. I don't nope. think she could have kicked her feet up on a funny-looking chair and had talked to people. And I'm, I'm mixing some jokes with some very serious business here, but there, that that is the mindset of somebody who needs help, is that you feel like you have nowhere else to go so what you decide to do is the biggest mistake of your life. And I guarantee, like, they're – that. well, you know what? I shouldn't say I guarantee. I'm going to be really anxious to see is, like, does Daenerys show any remorse? Because in my mind, I picture whenever she dies, whether it's Jon, whether it's Arya, Tyrion. that she's, like, crying – or maybe it's Tyrion – that she's, like, crying. And she knows she's made such a big mistake, but there's nothing she can do about it now. Like, she just went crazy for a little bit, and now she's going to have to embrace that craziness when there is still a fight of good in her. Mm Because there is some good in her. You know, I said earlier that she's always been evil. She's always shown evil tendencies. Right. Always has done that. Because she's crazy, and she's an incest baby for generations and generations and generations and generations. They've hit home the coin thing about, like, you flip a coin, either you're going to be mad or you're going to be great. Daenerys is clearly very, very mad. But, like, the people that are complaining that it was too much too soon— no, it wasn't. And two, that's not how mental illness works. It's not like there is this checkbox of things you have to go through. And even if there was, we already ran through the list. Burns Vost, Vast Dothrak, yeah. burns the wagon train, burns the Tarleys. You know, right. like we've, we've got a history of her kind of being a little bit blood hungry. And then it snapped for the same reason. She heard the bells. And while that symbolized a victory, it also symbolized a defeat because 
that was not her idea and that was not her plan. And now people that she doesn't know if she trusts or doesn't trust can say, hey, Daenerys, I was right. Oh, and uh, I know that John's also the king. Like I know, or I know also he has the better claim. She just went, she went mad. She went crazy. And it just and clicked. Man, the, to the two people that I think care for her most, the looks on their faces in this episode did show a lot of where this thing's going to wrap up. And that's Jon Snow kind of in the streets realizing we got to fall back. We got to get the hell out of here. This is, this has gone horribly, horribly wrong. Yeah, I wish John would have had a little bit more control over his northern fighters. I didn't like the scene. Like eventually, he, he, the one, eventually you know. he won out. You right. know, yeah, he did have to kill the one who was gonna rape a girl. Yeah, um, which by the way, like where, uh, where the Dothraki are the rapers too. Like that's their that's favorite true. thing. It's like one of their top hobbies. That could have been a Dothraki guy. Didn't look like him. He, he had like he looked northern. It was kind of like a mix. He was tall. He was a tall dude, tall yeah. fella. Um, but well, everybody looks tall next to John. That's true. We needed to get that joke little, out. A little short joke. We needed joke. to get the short joke And out. he eventually was able to get his northern troops. But, like, I, I don't know. I would have liked it. I, I feel like you would have been creating more drama if, like, you, you got the realization that every Northman was incredibly, incredibly loyal to John. Um, they, they, were, they were caught up in the action. Mm-hmm. Oh, point back to the, to, the, to the near rape scene. Like, how could you ever even, like, be in the mood to do that when an entire city is falling down around you? Uh, that's the adrenaline. I don't know. That's what they used to do back in the day. They'd get their adrenaline going. They'd yeah, but I've always figured it was like pillars. towards like the end of the battle when things were kind of yeah. wrapped up. Not well, I guess they had already won. I mean, granted, yeah, things were still burning. Yeah. yeah, you're right. You're um, right. I get it. The other really good shot I liked was Tyrion just walking through the gates and it just burning, and he's like, look, great stuff. Another miss for Tyrion. Wrong again, kind of. Yeah. Like, you know, he was right in his plan. He, he was right and right it the, worked, but she didn't well, she didn't listen to him. He yes, and that's where he's wrong. And like, that, you that, know, when yeah. he, if he could have worked with Ferris, this could have been nipped in the butt immediately. Mm-hmm. Um I really was like waiting for Cersei to do something that made people like her, just to put people more in a mental pretzel yeah. that are watching. But uh, Well, and that was Tyrion's line to Jamie about like what's one dwarf for ten thousand people? And he was willing to make that sacrifice and didn't work out. It didn't didn't work out. So, do you like the episode any more than you previously did? I do. I was I was legitimately angry when it at the beginning, and I think it's just because I've liked Daenerys for so long, and I kind of saw it coming that I wanted it to be. I wanted there to be a real uh, catalyst behind her going mad, and there didn't feel like one. It felt like the culmination was always there. But there wasn't just one ticking point that just set her off a rocker. And maybe that's what makes her even more um, – that's what it is, TJ, is that I didn't want to believe that she was mad all along. And mm-hmm. I think that her just decision to just burn it all reinforced that maybe she was. And that that's what upset me. And it also – wanted, I wanted a little bit more uh, – stakes i wanted to feel like that she might actually lose at some point when really it was just a reign of terror it was but uh, yeah and you're again i get i get everything that you're saying on the flip side though that was a surprise in its own right not like yeah. oh i need to see who may win this battle I, I need i need to feel like they may actually lose i was actually i it, it quickly flipped over to 
All right, I need to make sure that like John's not going to get burned up in this bitch, and I need to make yeah. sure Arya's going to get out safely. And um, like I had already mentioned, like all right, it had gotten so bad, and so many innocent people were dying. Is there has Cersei got anything else left up her sleeve? Like, is there any trick to maybe bring down this dragon and stop all these innocent people dying? And just the fact that that's where I went within an hour and twenty minute episode to me makes it a good episode in my opinion like just the the fact that game of thrones could walk me down all these different roads that i was not expecting and you're right i was fully expecting like this big dramatic battle mm -hmm. and at the end like daenerys won but then she killed a lot more people she didn't need to kill and there was going to have to be some conversations now they made it pretty clear that like she crossed the line that she's not getting back from right and right. there's going to be these conversations aren't going to be so much conversations as probably commands from daenerys yep how will John and the gang respond to those commands after seeing the treachery that she put Spill, on the city? Especially now that like John, like she, it, you can tell she doesn't even trust him anymore. So, it, uh, of course, the last episode is it's going to be interesting to see how it all unfolds. But I, uh, I see. I'm, I'm glad we had this discussion to talk it out though, because you're right. Part of the reason why I was mad is just because I got, I got surprised. Um, now, I'm really glad they didn't bring more dragons in, though. That would have been just a lame cop-out for uh, I was, I was kind of getting excited about it. Like, I thought there might be a chance, but that would have been a in, lame cop-out. In, cop in out. hindsight, you're right. We yeah. did not need more dragons. Yeah, that would have been a very just like, ooh, we've written ourselves into a corner. This is what we're going to do. And I, you know, like, they have been a little sloppier. I really, like, the more I'm talking about it, this may go down as the best episode for me of all time. May not, you know, there's some that have been certainly more satisfying. Seeing hundreds of thousands of innocent people die was not fun the, for anybody. I think this is a sign, TJ. This might be a red flag. But people at home, make sure you remember this part. But no, but just in terms of like, why the watching experience and the emotional roller coaster that goes in with an episode? I don't know if there's going to be one that tops this one. Like I think the battle of Winterfell was more satisfying because Arya, I mean, badass Arya got the kill, yeah. and everybody that you we really really cared about survived. Like woo, all right, <laughs> that's good. Even the freaking dragon survived. When we like dragons, now we're out on dragons. Oh yeah, now dragons. Are <laughs> dragons <laughs> bad. Now dragons are evil. Like there's, and you know, the Battle of Blackwater was awesome. I always think that one was underrated. Battle of the Bastards was was Incredible. awesome and satisfying. So this one was not satisfying, but damn, that was a good, good Game of Thrones episode. It was. Yeah, I'm probably gonna watch it again tonight. Uh, I I will. My wife, she hated it because she, she just didn't want to see Daenerys go down that way, but. The writing was on the wall, and they, they tried to make it pretty clear that she was going to turn heel. Yeah. It was just, I think, a little bit more extreme and dramatic than even we mm. were anticipating. It and that's was. Game of Thrones, baby. If you get too attached to somebody, you're going to get hurt. Listen, was I happy when Stannis burned a little girl? <laughs> no, I wasn't happy when Stannis burned a little girl. But, uh, he, by the way, didn't do it in the books. Still a great guy in the books, all around fun. Um, that's just, you get attached to somebody, you're going to get disappointed. Yeah. No, it that's game. Of, yeah, right. It's Game of Thrones. John definitely seemed to have some moments, like when they were kind of zoomed in on him, that like he was like, well, as if he needed more of these. But like, you know, screw war. Uh, I'm just what, sick of this I, shit. I really get the sense, and you take what uh, what Tormund was saying at last episode. You got the real North in you. Like I think he may just say, "I'm I'm out." Like I'm I'm going north. Sansa, you rule. That's the thing. Is like I have no idea who's going to be ruling or is it just going to be seven independent city states when it's all said and done i'd like to do a preview episode but if we don't have time i get that 
But uh, I've got some thoughts on the last one. Hmm. Uh, I think most people believe he'll end up taking the throne. And it might be one of those things where, um, you know, he has to continue doing something he doesn't want to do just out of the – to make – for the realm, if you will. Um, but, hell, is there even an iron throne to sit on anymore? We don't know. Yeah, we, we, do, we do not know. You want to take a couple quick questions, TJ? That's a good – yeah, it's a good thing. That's a good idea. Let's do it. One um, texter said, are you better ride that horse right to hot pie at the end? Where I assume she will walk in on pot and gendery with a handful of hookers. It <laughs> <laughs> would be nice. Ooh, something just popped in my head. She kills Grey Worm, wears Grey Worm's face, takes out Danny. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Could see that. The thing is, it's like we as viewers know that, like, you know, do you think Arya, well, I guess they were in Winterfell together. She knows Grey Worm is somebody that, that Daenerys trusts. Mm-hmm. But she probably still doesn't even know, like, the extent of where she – I cannot wait for the start of the next episode when, the, when like, you kind of get the good guys, who I think is Arya and John and some of these other people together, and they're like, okay, <laughs> uh, what do we do now? Because yeah. this is not good. How do we rein this back in? Because, I mean, the plan will be to take Daenerys out now. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And uh, maybe it doesn't happen. Like, Game of Thrones is so freaking wicked that they could Daenerys could just rule at the end and be like, queen. you know? It'd be, is... it'd be kind of like the end of uh, season six whenever Jamie walks in on Cersei and she's on the throne. Could see that happening. Yeah. Um, That's one, true. Yeah. One person just said, I recommend watching the making of the episode because it shows how much went into the set and all the explosions, but also Aaron Rodgers scenes. Well, I look very much forward to that. Also... People are taking these making of the episodes and what uh, and what D and D as you call them would what they're saying and they're saying see the writing is bad look what they said right there quit yeah because nitpicking their words and like candid their, interviews is tough exactly and and you don't know exactly what they're even letting on what they're not letting on what they're sick of talking about what they're not sick of talking about and what they could be wrong on. Like, they could have it in their mind that Daenerys goes crazy. I think they said it in that, that Daenerys went crazy. Like, the bells just set her off. And she was fine up until then, but then the bells happened, and then she just, it, something clicked in her Staring brain. Staring at the Red Keep, and she thought of everything that was taken from her, you know, all that good stuff. Yeah. Well, you know, also, it could have been just years and years and years of craving something so poorly, feeling it getting out of your grasp, and finally being able to get it and running up the score on somebody. Like, it's fun to run up the score on people. It is. I, the UCLA-UK game, one of my favorites ever. Yeah. A lot so, of fun running up the score. Um, don't, don't nitpick their words so much in terms of what – because they, they didn't uh, – you know, it's not like they're writing every single word. And it's not like that what they want the show to do is exactly what the show is going to do. It's probably 90%. Mm-hmm. But they're still talking with George R. 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 Martin. Yeah, and there's a director, and, too, who and, has influence yeah. as well. And, if, know, and if TV works. And if George R. R. Martin was like, no, you're not doing that to my character, then they're not doing that to his character. So right. they were obviously – he was obviously okay with – and maybe they do this in the books, maybe they don't do it in the books. But he was obviously all right with Daenerys going crazy, and the mm-hmm. reason for why she went crazy I think is up for interpretation, and that's what we've done for the last hour and a half on this. What else we got? Um, worth noting, Jamie, Jamie would still be alive if he just stayed cozy with Brienne up in the north. Yeah. Also, it's it's just worth noting that Sansa right now is just like, told you so. Told you. Yeah. Nailed it. They better go back to Sansa and Bran. Like, we, we've got to get something with Bran. You know, I defend Game of Thrones. But I, man, criti- I criticize have, it when it deserves criticism. If they, don't have, if they don't have him do something cool, not even something cool, but just give us some, make something final on him. And also, 
something probably that should help with Daenerys because he should be able to see the writing on the wall that this, again, this girl cray-cray. Um, I think this is the, the, the best question, and that was regarding Varys. It's extremely plausible that enough of those letters that explain John was a true king made it off Dragonstone before the treason was discovered. Where did they go? From Dragonstone? Yeah, where, who do you think got those letters? I don't know. Because I, we we don't even know who's in a lot of areas. Who's alive anymore? Who's controlling? We, the Prince of Dorne was something. The veil was already on John's side. Yeah. So we're not uh, we're not worried about that. Dorne was already. They're pledged to Daenerys, but like who's yeah. who's who's the Prince of Dorne? We don't even know Dorne who the Prince anymore. of Dorne is. Yeah. We don't know who's currently running Casterly Rock. Yeah. We don't know who's oh, at Highgarden. Yeah. Um, Bronn really has to hope that, that Tyrion makes it out alive because otherwise... That castle, kiss there, it goodbye. There's nobody left for him <laughs> to, to, to make good on his promises for. But, um, yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. Maybe, I mean, is there it, nobody I think it, even in, in Essos? I think it's fair, though, that it will come into play. Yeah, it will. Yeah. It will. I guess maybe River Run, but, again, they would have been in the Stark's pocket anyways. But, hey, Melisandre was right. Varys had to die in that strange country. And, you know... He, she said, you have to die in this strange country just like me. She was turned to dust. Mm-hmm. Varys oh. gets turned to dust slash ash. Dust to dust. Ashes to ashes. I've had enough Ash Wednesdays to know that that's the remaining of the palm branches yep. burned. So that's the same thing. Yeah. Well, dust to dust. Ashes to ash. <laughs> Here we go. Thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. You did that, it. That was a prophecy that was right. That's the thing I kind of like about this, too, is that, like, not every prophecy is right. Yeah. And, and I do think, like, because one person mentioned it earlier that and i this is where you are right everybody's entitled to their own opinion but to say that like why daenerys why did she decide to burn all of it it doesn't seem it doesn't seem make sense from a writing standpoint realistically and it's like well it doesn't have to be and like i think that's the general consensus and that's why i'm not as mad anymore i wish that we could have seen more of that sweet little danny that was with her call back in season one, who's just, you know, trying to survive. And now she's just raining terror down on Westeros. And it's unfortunate, but that's where we've arrived here with one episode left. One episode left. That's it. I think there's one thing we can't agree on, though, TJ. What's that? There should have been 10 episodes in the last two seasons. Yeah. Real crock of shit. Um, I, well, I, I've said that forever and that's why I didn't like episode two is cause like I, we, they, everything, they, nothing they did in episode two was like, I guess it made you care that think that Jamie cared more about Brienne than he actually did. But like, uh, we just didn't need all that. Um, wait, did we read this one? The way Jamie and Cersei went out was weak. They could have done one more hateful thing together to shock everyone and save one another. Them dying in each other's arms is the end of a Nora Roberts novel, not a typical Game of Thrones. <laughs> I didn't see that, no. I disagree. I thought it was a perfect way for them to go out. The, like, the, the helplessness you, really rings home. Listen, we as the viewers don't get to decide which bad characters are bad guys. I'm using quotation marks around that because I don't even know if they – Cersei certainly had bad qualities about her and Jamie as well. But we don't get to decide how they go out. Like – why can't a why can't a villain have a good death? And you even made a point that it was kind of a bad death for them. It, mm-hmm. it, that would be kind of a terrifying thing. And I agree to the sense that like Cersei felt human emotions, and she'll have to go out knowing that she went out broken, and weak, and crying. But on the on the flip side, it was a little like Romeo and Juliet esque a little bit. Yeah, it really was. There was a part of that to it. Um, I thought it was great. As much as you hated it, I liked it. So uh, we do appreciate all the text into the show, though, for our 
radio show mm-hmm. that we have saved a few over for the uh, for the podcast. Yeah, and if you want to get into that, 502-414-1450. Yeah, just text in whatever you want. Yeah. Text us what you had for dinner. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter. We'll read it. Yeah. We like reading text messages. Okay. And we like talking Game of Thrones, and we're glad that you all have been listening to this show. It's been a wild ride. Didn't think we'd get here, <laughs> but we reached this point. Um, TJ and I did not come to fisticuffs, unfortunately. I really wanted to be more like uh, – I guess you were – I was coming in going to try to be the Stephen A. Smith, but without all of the, like, just ridiculous words that don't make sense. But the, the calm demeanor of Skip Bayless calmed me down, so thanks, Skip. You're right. Well, that's what Skip is. Very calm, very rational, very smart. Only, um, only also, level-headed decisions. Final, final words on this episode. One, I couldn't, be, I couldn't believe in one sense. Like I thought that was going to be the episode that everybody was like, "Damn, Game of Thrones is kind of back." But I got to remember, there are a ton of new people hopping on the Game of Thrones bandwagon that are just looking for things to complain about. I think naturally the show's ending, so people are upset that it's ending, so they're just looking to get mad and complain. That's part of me. I was I was listening to something while I was doing yard work yesterday, and it was just making – I was fuming. Yeah, it sucks. I mean, yeah. it sucks that the show's going to end. And also, we all – every single person has their own preference for how this show ends and who gets what and who wins what. I'm try. I'm trying not to have that mindset, and I'll be honest with you. Once Stannis went out a little, I'm just along for the ride. I want to see how they think this story ends, because nothing they've done right now for me is doesn't add up. Everything they've done adds up. Now things could have gone differently. Clearly, if they made different character decisions, but all of it falls within the realm of possibility for me, and I've enjoyed it. And I all I want to do when I watch a Game of Thrones episode is be entertained while everything kind of adds up. Everything adds up. It's not like, you're right, bringing in new dragons would have kind of been like, eh, what are we doing here? Right, right. Would have been entertaining, but it kind of would have been, where did these come from? You never mentioned other dragons in the history of this show. What the hell are you doing? Everything else they've done, they have their homework to back it up. And if somebody can bring something up where they said, this came out of nowhere, bring it up and we'll talk about it. But besides that, I think people are just looking to be nitpicky, looking to be disappointed because their favorite show is ending. And it sucks. It does. Don't uh, don't hate. One more don't Sunday. hate because it's over. Love because it happened. That's a good way to look at it, TJ. And that's One a good way Sunday. to end the show. It's a good way to wrap it up. We appreciate you all listening to. <sighs> One of the final episodes of Kentucky Tones Radio. Oh, jeez. 